the volume. Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. I love betting on FanDuel Sportsbook for so many reasons. Great odds and markets for the MLB, NBA, NHL, and so many more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sports book. It's easy to use, safe and secure. You get winnings fast. And it's so fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. Discover the most popular same game parlays each day and night when you log in. And FanDuel Sportsbook is now live in Ontario, Canada. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code MONACO so they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. Welcome into another episode of the best gambling show ever on Volume Sports YouTube channel. Alex Monaco chilling with Live Moods. Live, we are almost through July. How are you? How is the Denver air in July, by the way? Denver air is good. I am actually heading to Broncos training camp tomorrow. Going to get some, some clips and some content and talk to the fans and see how they're feeling about the upcoming season. So very excited for that. Be on the lookout for all things volume sports content. I'll be cranking some stuff out at training camp tomorrow. So excited about that. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're getting closer and closer to the NFL season. So I'm getting excited. And as I'm looking at each team and figuring out the bets I want to take, it's making me that much more excited for the season to start. start. So I'm excited. I'm very excited. We talked quarterbacks too high, too low last week. We're going to talk teams now too high, too low on this episode. We're going to start with your favorite arch nemesis, the (laughs) Dallas Cowboys. Yes. They're sitting on FanDuel at around 10 and a half wins. You feel like that's too high, too low, or right where it should be? So I took some notes, and in doing so, to help my brain, I did this for each team we're going to talk about. I ranked on a scale of 1 to 10 both their difficulty of schedule and their QB. So to me, those are two very important things when you're looking at win totals. I think everyone handicaps the NFL a little bit differently. Obviously, defense and all those things considered when you get into the nitty gritties of spreads and money lines and whatever. Of course, I look at those things as well. But for win total purposes, I think the QB that they've got is very, very important. And also the difficulty of schedule is very, very important. So I did rank both on a scale of one to 10. To start with the Cowboys, obviously, they were So they did hit that over last year. Um, They did have a little bit of an easier schedule last year, but I ranked their schedule difficulty a four out of 10. So still a relatively easy schedule. As for their QB, I gave him a seven out of 10. Dak Prescott, I gave him a seven out of 10 and I put in parentheses on a good day. So do I have (laughs) all that much faith in Dak Prescott's consistency? 
Uh, to be honest with you, this is a hot take from Live Moods. I think <laughs> the only people or most people that think Dak Prescott is an elite QB are Cowboys fans. So that already to me is a trash take. I don't really consider him an elite QB. Um, and that's just my personal opinion. Is there some bias involved? Maybe. But I gave him a 7 out of 10, so I was being generous in my opinion. But again, they do have a very easy schedule. They hit this over last season. I expect a very similar record from them this season, 12 and five uh, around that. I think that's kind of where they sit. So I did say that their win total at 10 and a half was just right. And I do lean taking the over despite being hard on Dak Prescott. I do think the over is the move here. I love the ratings. I can't wait to get through the whole list with you. (laughs) It's fantastic. I, I feel you on the four out of 10 though. And this is a team that was perfect six and oh against their division last year and 10 and two in conference in the NFC. And if you remember back, even week one, they were the best cover in the NFL, particularly in the NFC. And then you look at what they were dealt schedule-wise outside of their conference this year, and they get the AFC South, which is, I hate to call Doug Peterson's Jags a cupcake because I do think he'll coach them up this year, but you got the Jags and the Texans. Those are two teams that are rebuilding. You get the Lions. They're also playing the NFC North, the Bears. So you start to add up the wins, Liv, and you remind yourself that this team was top 10 in offense and top 10 in defense as far as points for and points against last year. And they were number one in points per game. This was the only team over 31 points per game. They had more offense than the Bills. So you you do see some regression with Amari leaving, a couple of other key components leaving, but ultimately this team, I do feel, knows their identity well on offense and defense. I'm a believer in Mike McCarthy in the regular season. I think Dak and him have a good game plan with Kellen Moore, what they're going to do. I did hear Romo on a soundbite talk maybe with a little bit of a a blues clue that they're going to go back to the first year when Dak was under center after Romo and go a little more run heavy. And, you know, they can do that with Zeke and Pollard. So if they just play to their personality in the room with their offensive assets, I think they have no problem hitting over 10 and a half here. And you like them to win the division, or are you still feeling Philly? Because I think over 10 and a half nets them the division if they hit this. I kind of lean Philly just because the value is a little bit better. And, um, you know, I'm kind of rooting for Philly in a lot of different ways this season. So, yeah, I would say because Philly's my sleeper team, I still I still lean them for the division. But again, it's I think it'll be a very, very tough battle between the Eagles and the Cowboys this year. Yeah, we... We both, though, feel this 10 and a half. It's, it's about where it should be. I just think this team is winning. Agreed. Over 10 and a half. Maybe 12 wins. We'll see. But now we're going to get emotional. We're going to go to your uh. favorite team here. And I can't wait to hear what you got for your rating for Russell Wilson here. But FanDuel <laughs> only has it at nine and a half. Now, I imagine mm-hmm. that's part of the competitiveness of that division. But how are you feeling about nine and a half for your Denver Broncos? Yeah, uh, so they were 7-10 and 10 last season, and that was without a solid QB. I think that is the most important part when you're looking at this Broncos team is that I don't think, to be honest with you, that seven wins last season seemed like a stretch when we yes. started to see our QB situation play out. We saw, obviously, Teddy Bridgewater as the starter in the beginning of the season. He was battling injury throughout the year. And then, oh, God, here comes Drew Locke on the field. Everyone holds their <laughs> breath. Everyone wants to throw up. So to, to go 7-10 and 10 with no solid QB or consistency in the QB position, I think 
is worth mentioning for this Broncos team. Obviously, they have now got a QB that has had an excellent career. I did give Russell Wilson an 8 out of 10 for his QB ranking. Now, to me, this boils down to the fact that he is a dual threat. Um, He's had an excellent career. I think he's stepping into a position where he's got some more offensive weapons. I think this Broncos team, I mentioned it the last episode, is going to be a very run-heavy offense team. Um, And I think a lot of that is going to also be from Wilson. So I like the fact that he's able to do both, and I think he will do both. So I am giving him an 8 out of 10 for his career stats and for the fact that he will be a dual threat, in my opinion. Um, Schedule difficulty, I gave them a 5 out of 10. They're pretty average. They're sitting right in the middle right now in terms of the difficulty of the teams that they're looking at facing this season. So easier schedule than last season. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. I think last season's schedule was a little bit easier for the Broncos than it is this season. However, they are getting that better QB. So it's kind of a give and take situation here. Um, I anticipate another strong year for this Broncos defense. So that being said, I think the number is right where it should be at nine and a half. And I'm going to take the over. Yes. I love the over here on many levels. And you look at the formula for this team. It reminds me a little bit of earlier Seattle Russell Wilson formula where he doesn't have to win the game because he has a top shelf defense right in this Denver team. And you got to love that coming into this because they were a top three defense in points against last year, Liv, at 18.9, which is incredibly impressive and a top seven pass defense. So knowing that Russ has that element, I think he can take the pressure off a little bit now mm-hmm. it's a new system, new team, all the all those familiarities. It's going to be trial and error, I imagine, in September. But you look at September, and they get to play the Texans out the gate, which is a certified W. And San Francisco doesn't even know who they're starting yet at quarterback in, in their first two games. I like that they do get to play the AFC South, which is great. Unfortunately, this schedule is jam-packed. They not only have to play in their division, which is – the best division in football, in my opinion. Russell was gifted, Liv, a luxury of playing his old division. He's got to go back and play. Excuse me, Houston's week two, not week one. Seattle's week one. But he has to go out and play his old division, which is the Rams, the Cardinals. That's tough. So I do think the number's low enough to take the over. This is a a packed schedule, Liv. Yeah, it is, for sure. So... I think it's it's more about can Russell take his leadership abilities, everything he learned from Pete Carroll into this culture. And this company culture is great. They did sell the team, but more or less a, a phenomenal franchise top to bottom. Can he come in and lead? I think he can. And I mean, do you agree as far as the formula for this team? Do you think it's defense helping the offense? Or do you feel like Russ is going to get immediately into form and go berserk on offense and then take the pressure off the defense, not the other way around. I mean, yeah, because I think you look at last year's season for this Broncos team, those seven wins, I think you have to credit to the defense. So I think that continues into the 2022 season. And now you're adding the ability to have an offense. I think that's why this nine and a half number feels just right, right where it should be. And I think taking the over is, is the move here because again, they were three wins shy Um, of hitting this over last season. And that was without offense, in my opinion. That was solely their defense. I think their defense continues to be strong going into the 2022 season. And now they've got the ability to make some offensive plays happen. 
and have a strong offense. So yeah, I think the, the nine and a half taking the over for me is a no brainer. All right, let's get into one of my favorite teams for this year, the Tampa Bay Bucks, Tommy Tampa down at 11 and a half on FanDuel. That is a, it's a pretty high number. It's a pretty high number. How are you feeling about 11 and a half for the Bucks? Well, let me start by saying, I think the number is too low. Um, and the only wow. reason, the only reason I'm going to say that is when I'm looking at this team, they were 13 and four last season. So they hit this number last year. And their schedule ranking for me personally is a two out of 10. They have a very easy schedule. Um, I think they're looking at a, at a, at a lot of, I think they have back-to-back wins for a while. Um, I, I, <laughs> I was, I was looking at their schedule, trying to figure out when they're going to take their first L and um, I was going back and forth on a couple, but nonetheless, I think they have a really, really strong start to their season. I think it's going to take a lot of talent to beat this team. Their schedule is very easy. Tom Brady's QB ranking is a nine and a half out of 10. The only reason he's not a perfect 10 is because nobody's perfect. So, you know, I'm giving him 0.5 to make some errors here and there, but this is Brady we're talking about. So a QB like him plus an easy schedule. I think this number is a little bit low considering they were 13 and four last season. So I'm going to take the over. I'm taking it to this team. Now, will they drop off a little with Gronk? I don't think so. I love the Kyle Rudolph signing. Yeah, I think the Kyle Rudolph signing was great. And you mentioned what they did last year, of course. And this team, to me, it's going to be interesting as Arians goes to an upper management position and Bulls comes in as a defensive coach. I think it's going to be... A little more of Tom Moore left, which of Brady figuring out what the identity is on offense and letting Bulls handle the defense, kind of like they've they've had in form the last two. But this team offensively, Bulls really can just take a step back and let them do their thing. They were top two in points per game last year with 30. Incredible. And then defensively speaking, this team since Brady's arrived has been a top three rush defense and has not given up over 100 yards for many rushers that have come in to Raymond James and they were top five in points again. So I love the over. You made a great point. They get a, a very lax schedule for a f- otherwise first place team from last year. They do have to play the AFC North, which I don't love. I, I can't wait for Joey Burrow versus Tom Brady. Uh, on December 18th. That's going to be phenomenal. But Liv, I mean, he has to go out. He has to play Dallas in Dallas week one, Green Bay week three, the Chiefs week four. After that, I think if they can get through the first four weeks of the schedule, three and one, they're sailing. But they do have a tough start. I mean, he's got to play Mahomes. He's got to play Rodgers, Dak. They play the NFC West. I like it. I like it. I'm nervous because the division is so lackluster. Right. That this team could wrap up the division with three weeks to go. And then how do we feel about 11 and a half? I think like you mentioned, those first four weeks um, will be very telling. I think this, the first four weeks, in my opinion, if you take the over on the bucks at 11 and a half, those first four weeks are probably when you're going to sweat the most. Uh, Cause like you said, smooth sailing after that, but I do have faith in Brady um, in the bucks in their defense, in their O-line to, you know, make it happen in those first four weeks. I'm not super stressed about them in that regard. Uh, obviously, we saw the Cowboys and the Bucks going back and forth last season. Um, those are some of the more exciting games, in my opinion, just because of the way that they played out. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think first four weeks, 
sweating maybe a little bit, but I still feel confident in Brady and the, the rest of their easy schedule that they'll be able to hit that number. Let's shift to the new and improved for years to come here. Arizona Cardinals with K1 gets his bag. He also gets a mandatory Microsoft iPad four hours a week, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Yes. How are you feeling about this Cardinals team now that they secured their quarterback at eight and a half wins on FanDuel? I mean, you know, like, woohoo, they secured their quarterback, <laughs> but I haven't really seen anything from Kyler Murray to this at this point. Yes, he's talented. I will never deny the talent that he has, but I think at the end of the day, it's more than just great moments. Um, it's consistency. It's being able to close out a season. And we have seen time and time again that this Cardinals team really struggles with that. Uh, they were 11 and six last season. Their schedule difficulty, um, I gave it a seven out of 10. They do have, you know, a little bit of a tough schedule. Um, they did, it is an easier schedule than last season. So that is a positive for Cardinals fans. QB ranking, I gave him a six out of 10. I know he's talented, but I think I need to see a little bit more consistency. And I really, I think this conversation has had a lot with like these, these star athletes. It's like, yes, you're great, but are you great in the moments where it matters? And I don't necessarily think that we can say that about Kyler Murray just yet. I think a lot of people were stunned at the amount of money that he was able to secure having not won a playoff game. It's like, wow. Okay. Like, they, yeah. This Cardinals franchise, I think it was the best decision they could have made for them personally. But I think at the end of the day, um, Kyler Murray to me right now looks like he's working smarter, not harder. I mean, I haven't seen if you if you were to show me his paycheck and his contract and the amount of money that he has just signed to make, I would assume that he's made it to the Super Bowl and that he's totally transformed this program. And we haven't seen that yet. So Good for him for securing the bag, but I have yet to see a version of Kyler Murray, in my opinion, that is deserving of that much money. So I think he's talented, yes, but I don't think that he shows who he truly is. His true colors show in the moments where it matters, in those high-pressure situations. Um, And so I'm hoping for a better year for this Cardinals team and for Kyler Murray. I have nothing against him or the Cardinals. I was rooting for them heavy last season. You know this. I was hot on the Cardinals from the very beginning, but I think you know, when you've seen it more than once, it's like, okay, I, I can't, I can't have faith in this team anymore until I see something different. So I'm hoping that's this year for them, but who knows? Um, I will say this number does feel a little bit low, um, eight and a half for whatever reason, I think they do have the talent to hit this over. But again, there is obviously a little bit of, you know, skeptical feelings here of, will they have a hot start like they did last year and then crumble? Because if that's the case, eight and a half to me, is probably right where that number should be for that reason. So I do think the number is just right. I could see them hitting right around that nine. We have seen some line movement with this win total as well. I know that in you know a few weeks back, maybe a month ago, um, this line was at nine and a half, and now it's at eight and a half. So I could see them right at that nine. Again, the number feels just right. I lean over, but mostly my brain is telling me to stay away from this win total. No love for the short kings over there at all. I guess not. <laughs> Five eight. I not, swiped not left on it. Kyler Murray on the uh, dating app this morning. <laughs> Big swipe left. <laughs> that is so upsetting. Look, this man. Say what you will about him. He wins. He, he's the winningest quarterback in Texas history. He went 
Tokoomi got a Heisman. He he wins. And but I does he win when it matters? No, but we're talking about a regular season number here, Liv. You're right. We're about the playoffs. I'm not worried about the playoffs. I think they get in again. I really do. I think this is a, t- this is a division that may have three teams again coming in the playoffs. We can't forget that this was the last team unbeaten last year. So this eight and a half, I can't help but look at last year to some degree and say, all right, even if they don't finish well, this team who's still is a top eight offense. They were four and two within a very competitive division. They were seven and five in the NFC, which is great. I'm looking at the schedule now. I am nervous because this eight and a half number, you got to play Kansas city at Vegas and then host the chargers in your first three weeks. I hate to say that this eight and a half comes down to, the AFC West and they have to play all four teams, but my goodness, how do we not look at the first three weeks and dictate what over or what under this could be for eight and a half, the chiefs, right. the Raiders, the chargers who has a harder first three games than the Cardinals. And do that's, you- and I think that's a little bit of my reservation as well here is that I think we noticed with this Cardinals team last year, you're right. He is a very winning quarterback. And again, that's where it's a tough situation where, I don't want to deny his talent. I don't want to sit here and make it sound like I don't know that he's talented. I watch football. I know that he's very talented. So that is not the issue. But I think we started to see this Cardinals team. They were on a hot, 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 hot streak. They could not be beaten. And then they lost. And then it felt like they couldn't recover from that loss. It was like, okay, like, don't lose it. Like you guys were on this, you know, that you were on a hot streak. You were going for it. And so to have a difficult schedule in the beginning of their season worries me because they didn't really bounce back very well from their losses. It took them a while to lick their wounds. You know, they were riding high for a really long time and then they lost and it just felt like they kind of fell apart. And so that is a little bit of a concern for me personally is that their schedule is a little bit heavier and more difficult in the beginning. So is that going to affect the momentum that Kyler Murray and the Cardinals have to carry out their season and hit this over eight and a half, which again, to me is why I stay away from it. Because again, that number does feel low, but at the same time, I'm looking at the schedule. I'm not having a ton of faith in Kyler Murray just yet. So it's like, ah, I'm just going to not touch it. Yeah. It's tough. Cause you, you take away the division, which I think they could go four and two again with Seattle mailing it in and splitting with the Rams and the Niners but you, you look at it outside the AFC West. Can they beat the Vikings? Can they beat the NFC? Can they go three and one against the NFC South, which they're going to have to to hit this over? It's, it's a number. And again, you mentioned it. You saw line movement in a team total wins and they retained their quarterback. You don't see that very often. Do you, for our listeners, you said stay away, but do you give us value that we get a game now and it went down to eight and a half? Again, that's where the line movement is a little bit interesting because like you said, you just secured the bag with Kyler Murray and it and you lost a win. It was very confusing to me, which again, if I see suspicious fishy line movement, again, it's a stay away. So my, take it for what it's worth. If anyone cares, they're like, oh, what's Liv Moods thinking about the Cardinals? To me, it's a stay away. It's just, it's, it's not that I don't think they can do it. And I think that it's too high of a number. It's just a fishy number. It's a weird line movement. And it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting season for this Cardinals team to come back after securing such a bag for Kyler Murray, bringing him back on after a season that was kind of a, you know, so it's like, 
but it wasn't really all the way bad. You know, it was like just at the end, kind of weird. So it's just this Cardinals team to me, too many question marks. I don't love it. I just don't love it. It makes me too nervous. It's one of those ones where I'm like, eh, I don't feel good about either side. So I'm just going to not touch it. Well, I'm going over. <laughs> I know this you are. Goes eight and nine, <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. They have to go nine and eight. But let's wrap up with a team that I think shocked a lot last year. Yeah. With- with their win total, and that's the New England Patriots live, and they're sitting also at eight and a half on FanDuel. How you feeling about this number as we wrap the show? Yeah, I mean, they went 10 and 7 last season, so they they hit this this number last year. Um, schedule difficulty, I gave them an eight out of 10. They have a pretty difficult schedule ahead of them. Um, so that is something to consider. They had a much, much, much easier schedule last season. Um, so I think that's something to consider when there's a large discrepancy in schedule difficulty from year to year. You know, I was looking at um, comparing 2021 versus 2022, and a lot of the teams kind of are floating around the same level of difficulty in terms of their schedule. So this is a pretty big jump for this Patriots team, um, which is something to just keep in mind when you're betting on them, especially their win total. QB ranking, ah, I don't think the people are going to like this one. I just don't think they're going to like it. I'm giving him like, okay, I wrote a five out of 10, but I feel like that's a little disrespectful. So I'll maybe bump him to a six. However, I think something that really stood out to me with Mac Jones last year was his struggle with passing his I don't want to say inability to pass but there were games where he really didn't pass at all it felt like um and that's obviously a massive part of the game that's a massive part of winning um yeah you can be a you know a run heavy QB but I think at the end of the day you still have to be able to pass so I'm really hoping I am going to play devil's advocate and say I'm really hoping that we see some improvement in that regard he is young I have to remember that he is a young young QB he had a pretty impressive um, rookie season. So, you know, bearing in mind that he's young, um, you know, they have a strong O-line, hopefully that will help him kind of feel more comfortable. Uh, but there were some significant coaching changes to this Patriots team in the off season that obviously have me a little bit apprehensive, a little bit nervous. Um, so I think because of the question marks with the QB and kind of what they're doing in the off season, plus the difficulty of their schedule, I think this number is a little too high and I'm actually liking the under here for the Patriots. I just think too many question marks, uh, kind of an unimpressive end to their season. Mac Jones kind of struggling to pass in such a, in, in a league that's got so many young QBs that pass so well. I think that's something Mac Jones really needs to improve on. And hopefully he does nothing against Mac Jones, nothing against the Patriots. I really hope that for his sake and for the Patriots sake, Again, we have to remember this is a well-coached team. They did have a really good run last season. Um, so hoping for improvement there, but because I just don't know and they had a lot of changes in the offseason and their schedule is difficult, I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the under on the Patriots. Man, this, rem- this reminds me of this a little cowherd analogy, if you will, but Josh McDaniels is gone, right? So he's, he's, go- he's been gone before for a cup of coffee and came back. So was Larry David on Seinfeld. Liv. He left the, the show for a cup of coffee, came back. How was Seinfeld without Larry David? It wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. It was still funny. wasn't the same. I'm looking at this Patriots team without their glue on offense, which is McDaniels. And will they stay top six in points per game? This is fascinating. There's only three teams from last year that were top 10 in offense and top 10 in defense. And the New England Patriots were one of them. 
The Bills were the other. And the, the Cowboys were the third. I can't believe that this Patriots team with that many interesting stats from last year sitting at eight and a half because I got to go the over. Everyone's doubting them. And look, the show is going to go on. I still think this team scheme-wise, this whole league is pass happy and one way, right? We'll bring in the Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, big boys, the I-formation, the non-glamorous run the ball down your throat for 30 times with three running backs and let Mac Jones manage the game and let this defense that gave up under 18 points per game, which only one other team did, which was the Bills, beat you. Do you remember that Monday night football game where the Patriots were blowing Buffalo out of the water and yes. Matt Jones threw the ball three times? So yes, and I don't love that. I don't, I don't love I that. I don't love it either. I, but again, this is ah, they don't care how they win. They don't you're right. care how they win. You're right. And you know what? And 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 let me backtrack and let me say this that if it works for you, it works for you. It and that and and listen, I don't I am in no business to be telling the Patriots how to do their thing. I am not, okay? And I know this, but it is, a to me, I just think that, l- let me put it this way. I think if the Patriots want to make that next step up, Mac Jones needs to learn how to pass the damn ball. <laughs> now, if they're comfortable sitting where they're sitting, good. Do your thing. But I think they have enough talent to be better than they are. And I think Mac Jones being able to pass the ball better or more is an important piece to that puzzle. Now, Again, if they're cool with coasting at that, you know, nine, 10 wins, whatever, focusing on the defense, we saw it with the Broncos as well. A tough defense can keep you in the game. And, and if Mac Jones wants to control the game and, and use his legs, by all means. But I think that this league is just so exceptionally talented in the QB position with passing. And I think eventually it's going to catch up to him. That's how I feel about it. I think eventually it's going to stop working. And, and I hope that that's not the case. And I hope we see improvements from him, but I just don't see that game plan working long-term. I'm a little emotional about this. I would probably stay away. I, I want to see the Patriots good. It's good for the league. I am looking at the schedule. I'm nervous. Uh, they start with Miami, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Green Bay. And if they don't go two and two, they're done. So can they, can they go above 500 in the division? I think they can. Can they win these out-of-conference games? It's going to be down to this over. Can they beat a Minnesota? Can they beat an Arizona? They're going to need to beat one of these teams. Right. They get Cleveland in October. If Deshaun's on playing, that'll help. There are little, little intricacies within the schedule that are going to be timely on whether they hit this or not. I'm not going to... I'm not going against Darth Vader, Liv. I can't do it. I can't go against... <laughs> Fair enough. I can't Fair go enough. against them. I won't, I won't even try to force it on you either. I'm going to let you just do your thing. All right. Well, another wonderful episode. I'm thinking about parlaying a couple of these, but that is the best gambling show ever. Five teams, too high, too low, just right. 